I'm Tom Lewis, and today I'm flying solo, kind of. Um, I was hoping to have a little more sound from a media session that Victor Oladipo had on Sunday afternoon, and that wasn't really much of a media session, as it turned out, so I'm going to play all the audio from it, but it ended up being less than five minutes, so um, Victor was hosting a pro camps uh, youth camp. Uh, basketball camp, obviously, out at uh, Grand Park at the Pacers Athletic Center, and um, yeah, there was about 500 kids there over the weekend. Um, it was uh, it was it was pretty wild. It was noisy. Um, there was plenty of background noise I was having to having to deal with when we were recording. But um, I was kind of joking with the uh, 50 year anniversary of Woodstock. It was kind of like Big Stock out there. Um, all the kids and a lot of parents hanging around. Everybody wants to get a little piece of Victor because, you know, he's so uh, positive and feathery and always bouncing around. So there were so many kids, and they had a lot of college kids and coaches and high school coaches doing all the, you know, drills and details with the different uh, groups of kids. But Victor was kind of the <clears throat> ambassador floating around and um, doing things with all the group meetings and, and everything, so uh, it was good to see him in town, he talked about that, um, I'll, I'll play all the uh, audio coming up and then we can discuss it, because really he doesn't say much, but I think he actually says a lot by not saying much, and when I mean not saying much, even asking about the injury was off limits, uh, but he doesn't really talk about it, doesn't really talk about his rehab essentially doesn't want to set expectations. Um, so to me, that kind of says a lot. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, this is episode two, and as voted on at Indy Cornrows, uh, this is the Darren Collison episode. Um, he won the voting uh, in a landslide um, over uh, Rodney Stuckey and Jameson Brewer. Um, no surprise there. D.C. with two stints with the Pacers in the last uh, couple of years, here was uh, uh, quite an gr- impactful player and uh, really shut the free well and uh, uh, wasn't brought back this year and eventually actually retired. So we'll see if uh, some team picks him up at some point, if they can talk him into to, uh, coming out of retirement on a team that will need a point guard because he surely can still play. Uh, but one note on the number twos, um, I know <laughs> some great soul voted one vote for uh, Jameson Brewer. Um, he was uh, a guy who hardly played at all in his brief Pacers career, but actually, if you were living in Indianapolis at the time, um, he was uh, very popular <laughs> thanks to uh, one radio appearance he made. So he um, was a second-round draft pick in the 2001 uh, NBA draft, same year the Pacers also took Jamal Tinsley in the uh, with the first round pick, so he was on the bench. You know there was no G League for him, um, and he kind of did his three years here, and then went to the Knicks. Didn't end up playing much there, and was released. But during his rookie year at a summer league game, 
uh, he was doing a radio interview with Mark Patrick, and it was kind of, I don't know if it was between games or between halves or whatever, I don't know, it was, there was a game about to, to begin <laughs> on some level, and um, he's talking with Mark Patrick, and you can tell he's kind of nervous and all, um, and then all of a sudden, he just says, sir, I gotta go, and handed the, handed the uh, phone off to the Pacers PR guy and was out of there, and, and Mark Patrick just thought that was hilarious and rolled. And um, for many years, they had that little clip, Sir, I Gotta Go, um, and they'd insert it um, into a lot of interviews or, or whenever there's something funny going on. So, and, and you know, people started calling in when they'd, when they'd uh, end the call, they'd say, Sir, I Gotta Go. So, uh, Jameson Brewer did make an impact in Indy when he was here, just not really on the court for the Pacers. So, that seems like a long time ago, and I guess it was quite a bit, uh, a bit ago. So, some of you young folk may uh, may not remember that, or if you weren't in the in the area, you probably don't remember you know remember hearing anything about it. But um, for those of us who listen to sports radio a lot, Jameson Brewer is a legend. All right, let's move on to the main topic of the day here, and that's Victor Oladipo uh, talking, but really not saying much. Now, fortunately, on Saturday he had a couple of uh, exclusive interviews with. Pacers.com and Mark Monteith and um, Jay Michael with Indie Star. So they have a little bit more, but kind of the similar comments from Victor. Uh, but they were able to, you know, get a little more time with him. Um, at the media session on Sunday, there were probably about, I don't know, six or seven of us there. And he spoke for less than five minutes um, after, you know, being a little late, doing some things, bouncing around with the kids. And they cut him off pretty quickly. So, But I think we got kind of the gist of what he was going to say. So here, I'll let everybody listen to it, and we'll react to it afterwards. How you feel? Let's go. First of all, the reason why we're here, another camp for you. How happy you'd be back in Indiana with all these kids. You have, what, 500 kids here? Um, this is great, honestly. Um, I remember coming back and in on the plane, and I was to my man, but I'm like, man, it's been a long time since we've been back here, man. It was weird. Um, but it was good, man, to get off the plane, get to sleep in my bed, and uh, just come here and see familiar faces from last year, um, and new faces as well. So it's about giving back to the kids. Um, anybody who knows me, I'm a big kid myself, so to be able to get back to them and just change their life, uh, just impact their life in a positive way is, is, is a blessing. I'm glad I can do that for I think it's huge. I mean, I feel like with great duty comes great responsibility. So, uh, at the end of the day, I feel like we're, it's our duty and obligation to do that. Uh, with the power we have to, to, to make things happen. To make an impact on the world, I think we should give that back to the youth because they need it just as much as we do because they're the future of our world. And if we want to impact the future, see how we might not be there, most likely we won't be there, obviously, if we live to be a thousand years old. Um, the best way to give back to that is to give back to the youth right now because they are the future. You mentioned some new faces, and I know you're talking about the kids, but you also have a lot of new faces on your team. Talk yeah. about all of the changes here since you've been back in the um, it's been a lot of changes, um, a lot of new faces coming in, and I'm looking forward to playing with them. Um, I'm kind of like the oldest dude on the team, so it's kind of weird. Uh, 
but I'm looking forward to the responsibility. Uh, you know, first and foremost, just congratulations and big shout out to, to guys like that and DC and Bogey uh, and guys who were here before. Thank them for all they did because they, 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 they played a major part in keeping Indiana basketball relevant, I guess you would say. So, um, they're just good people. Just great people to be around. So, I still keep in touch with them. So, big shout out to them. Though. I'm looking forward to playing with the new guys. All 1,800 TJs that we have to, um, uh, to Malcolm, to uh, Jeremy, uh, all those guys. So, obviously, my road dogs, Miles and Domas. I think the, the guys that we brought in are, are capable of doing good things out there on the court. Um, and I think it can be special. I think we, we definitely got better offensively, but uh, for the most part, you know, I think uh, it's going to be up to us on whether how good we want to be. So, I'm just excited to play basketball again, honestly. Um, just go out there and compete at the highest level possible. So I got a lot to let go. What has your message been to the new guys when you taught them? Welcome to the family. Simple as that. Welcome to the family and some other stuff that I can't say out loud. What's your goals in regards to team chemistry for this season? Uh, team chemistry? I mean, we just got to get to know each other first and foremost. I mean, we haven't really spent a lot of time with each other. Um, it's a new ball group. I mean, there's some still familiar faces, but um, the new faces, just getting them acclimated to who we are as people and our organization. And I know the fans will give them nothing but a warm welcome, so it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. What can the people expect from Victor and Nico this year? What can they expect from me this year? I got a lot to let go. That's what they I got a lot to let go. They'll expect everything that they think about that they will expect. They're going to expect that of me. Whatever that is for them, I don't know what it is. Whatever they think it is, whatever they think they want to expect, expect way more than that. I have a lot to let up. What currently are you working on? Me? Yeah, go over there. Go over everything. It's hard to say, man. You just can't give everybody all your secrets. Are you working against other players? Uh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm working my way. I'm working my way. I'm working my way. You can't rush these things. Man. You just got to take your time. Man. At the end of the day, Rome wasn't building one day. Last time I checked, this building we stand in wasn't building one day either. So we just got to take it one day at a time. Oh, sorry guys, that's it. So there you have it. That's the full extent of the media session out at Grand Park that Victor afforded all of us. And that was definitely not a David Banner, Chrissy Myers production. Um, but regardless, he did give everybody a little time, and, and actually, you know, obviously he didn't say much, and anything that was interesting on his mind, like, you know, what he wants to do with the new players, what he's been working on, um, anything alluding to when he might be back, um, he kept that under wraps, 
but the way he did it kind of gave me a little a little bit of hope that maybe this isn't going to be as long or as bad a season for Vic and, of course, the Pacers in general if he's back sooner and ready to go earlier than um, we're kind of expecting. The ball was kind of set after the NBA draft at Kevin Pritchard's um, press conference. He mentioned that Victor was going to be out a little bit. And he said, quote, he might be out a little bit. I'm hopeful he'll be back December or January. Okay. Uh, most people, myself included, said, okay, let's hope, you know, maybe best case scenario, early January, miss about half the season, and come back, get a little run in, get going before the all-star break, and then get to go at the end of the season. That seems reasonable, and actually, um, with this team, where they are getting new faces incorporated, um, you know, there's no need to rush Victor back. Let's make sure he's 110% healthy and ready to go, because um, we're talking about a future here. We don't want to have any, any fallback, but um, he's also a competitor, world-class athlete, um, and different things make guys like that tick, and he seems like he has something uh, under his belt. I, I feel like all the all the mystery, everything he's holding back is because he wants to shock people, surprise everybody with how well he's going to be when he comes back. So um, I can't imagine, he definitely isn't at a point where he knows he's going to be at 100% sooner, you know, maybe in November or, or you know, late October to begin the season. Um, I, can't, I can't imagine he, he feels sure of himself that much that he's going to be able to play then. But maybe he's in on the earlier part of that, that prediction by Pritchard. Maybe it is December, and that'd be great. You know, the earlier the better, obviously. The team needs all the help it can get, and also playing with new faces. Getting acclimated in the backcourt with Brogdon and with Jeremy Lamb when he's in there with him, and, and um, T.J. Warren working with Miles and Doe Miles, the whole, the whole thing. You know, the earlier the better, as long as he's healthy. Um, and that's all we can um, hope for at this point this season. It's going to be a challenge for the Pacers, regardless of when Victor comes back, to get everything, everyone on the same page and stay in that playoff hunt. And I, I feel like they are a playoff team. Oladipo on Saturday mentioned that to Jay Michael, that he feels like they're a playoff team. But I just want to reiterate, as I left the field house, I felt like, you know, Vic said a lot by not saying much there. And there are things he didn't want to say, and he, he let us know. I'm, I'm, I'm not telling you that. Yes, I haven't answered. Yes, I've you know told the new guys some things that um, about the organization, about what we're going to be doing. But I'm not telling you guys. Yes, I'm working on my game, but everybody doesn't need to know everything. Um, it, it was illuminating that he hasn't been playing you know with other players on the court. Obviously, that tells you how far away he still is. Um, from a full return, but he is working on his full game and uh, not giving up any secrets. He wants to keep it all under wraps and then have a big reveal. So, you know, that, that's the performer in him. You know, he likes to make music, and, you know, he gets all those songs together, what would be considered an album these days, <laughs> a streaming album, and he, he's ready to release all those songs. Um, he's not going to do it until they're fully produced and, and ready for primetime viewing. And I feel like that's kind of what he's doing now. He's just 
and I'm not going to give anybody a glimpse of what's going on in the lab. And then when it's ready for a full release, um, he's going to come out and burst on the scene and, and have a big reveal. So let's hope that's the case, and let's hope it's sooner than we think. Okay, we're about to wrap up the show. I wanted to go through what Victor talked about with J. Michael from the Indie Star and Mark Monteith of uh, Pacers.com on Saturday when they were able to meet with Victor out at Grand Park. And it was a little more revealing, I felt, um, from the articles that they both wrote and, and the quotes he had about you know the new guys coming in in the offense. One thing I did appreciate on Sunday um, as the topic of new faces came up, Victor was quick to mention Thad and, and Collison and Bogey and thanking them for their time and, and what they did for the organization. And, you know, when the idea of having more help was brought up, he, you know, was respectful and said, no, I wouldn't say we had more help, you know, um, although he did say maybe some different tools or better, better tools, um, however he put it, but it was very respectful of, of the guys. It's always a tricky thing when you got teammates that you love and went to war with, and now you're getting new guys in here, and, and it does seem like they have a better mix for what they're doing now. So um, I think he got into that a little bit more in the one-on-ones he had. Um, I know in, in Jay Michaels' article, which also had, I, I want to make sure you go check that out, um, because he did mention some troubles they had in, in the um, locker room at, towards the end of the season without Victor being there, and it kind of left it on Thad to um, do the heavy lifting of being the uh, leader in that clubhouse. Um, but Victor being back, you know, hopefully he'll be around the team um, even when he's not playing this year and help be that leader. Although I don't think they're going to have any Tyreek Evans issues or, you know, uh, Wes Matthews issues. So the guys they brought in all seem pretty solid, and um, hopefully they'll they'll all fit in and, and get that chemistry together pretty quickly. But going back to the article, just a quote that stuck out for me. Um, uh, let's see. First from Mark Montice's article, you know, he had talked about him reaching out to all the new guys, which was something that, you know, he didn't he didn't get into the details again, but but did say that he uh, he wants to make sure my troops are ready and make sure they feel welcome when they come on board. Uh, but then talking more about the offense, he said, quote, We just have a lot of weapons. Malcolm and TJ Warren, Jeremy Lamb, all the new guys can pretty much score the ball at a pretty high level. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to see how quickly we can come together and how we'll click and work. I'm looking forward to it. So from there, you know, they, I think Mark tried to get him into, you know, maybe are they going to be running more, shooting more threes, and, and um, you know, he did his old, we'll have to see. I'm not sure yet. We haven't even played together, that type of thing. Um, but he obviously was a little more excited about these guys being able to get their own shots. Um, I think, you know, some guys like DC and, and Thad, even Bogey, at times, they're good spotting up, hitting shots, but um, as the shot clock's winding down, trying to generate a shot wasn't their strong suit. And I think with Brogdon and Warren, um, they're pretty good at that. As long, along with Aaron Holliday, he can he can find a shot pretty quickly. Um, so 
I thought that was an interesting quote from Mark's article, and then uh, J. Michael, um, again, his had a little more depth um, as far as Victor's comeback, and, and he did mention that, that uh, Victor mentioned that he feels the team is still a uh, playoff team, and again, they, they started getting into the style of play, being able to play faster, and now, um, you know, with the wings that they have now more, you know, even Brogdon for, with his size, they can mix and match lineups, pretty versatile, um, even if one guy, you know, might be considered a point guard, really, guys can play on the ball, off the ball, um, as J. Michael wrote, that's what intrigues Oladipo, quote, we have the ability now to play that way, we have the personnel to play that way, we have a lot of guys who can do things with the ball, not only me, I don't think we've had that before. It's going to be a lot of opportunity for guys to go out there and make things happen. So, um, again, focusing on the potential here to improve an offense that has been in the lower half of the league, um, if not the lower third of the league, um, over the past couple seasons while the defense has been uh, the pillar for the team. So I guess that kind of wraps up Victor's weekend in Indy now. He's going back to Miami. Uh, to finish up rehabbing before coming back for training camp um, towards the end of September. So um, hopefully he'll be looking even more spry and uh, ready to go uh, when we see him at media day um, in September. Uh, one other thing I want to mention, which I found kind of funny, was um, speaking of David Benner, I mentioned him earlier, um, he was um, a co-host on the Dan Dockett Show with Chris Hagan from Fox 59, and they had as a guest uh, Doug McDermott. I wonder how David pulled that. Um, and uh, one thing I found funny, they you know they were just talking about offseason stuff, and and Doug kind of like Victor's working on everything with his game, but um, they they did bring up the as Victor put it the 1800 TJs on the roster, and uh, Doug had a pretty simple solution for dealing with all the names because he said. He, that T.J. McConnell kind of goes by Tej, and that's what he's been calling him, just Tej. And he said he already calls T.J. Leaf Leaf. So, you know, that just leaves T.J. Warren, who I guess you could call T.J. if you got nicknames for the other two. Maybe T.J. Dub, I don't know. But that sounds like a pretty easy way to handle the T.J. conundrum. we got Tej, Leaf, and T.J. All right. That will wrap it up for this episode of In the Corners Podcast. Thanks for listening. You can hear the podcast on Spotify and soon on Apple and Stitcher and Google Play, all the other places. Uh, we're getting that all set up here. And I appreciate you dealing with the production issues. My producer, JT, was uh, having struggles with that audio at, at Grand Park and, and things at the beginning of the show. But um, hopefully we got you some good information from Victor's visit. And we'll be back with another show soon. Thanks.